Hey guys, I'm Marianne. And I'm Nina. Welcome to the Pink Champagne Combos podcast. We're so happy you're here. We're two girls who are neighbors and became best friends. We recently moved across the country to Texas and Tennessee. Join us for chill conversations about life, friendships, relationships, and more. So let's fill the champagne and get this party started. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about such a fun topic, conflict. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're going to dig into all of the things about conflict, um, our conflict styles, how to approach conflict, and all of the in-between. And surprisingly, there is a healthy way to argue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that sounds backwards, but there is a healthy way to argue with your significant other, even if it's not with your significant other, with a friend, because conflict can arise in any type of relationship in your life. Yeah. And I definitely want to like preface, we're talking about fighting fairly in terms of like having open communication in a space where you feel safe, um, where you feel heard. Um, It's important to feel all of those things. And if you don't, then definitely, you know, make sure you do what you need to do to feel safe and to feel heard um, because it's definitely not fun to to be in those situations. But um, should you find yourself in a situation where you are trying to navigate a conflict in your marriage or in like Nina said in your friendship I think it's it's definitely important to know how to fight fairly um and it's not always like a toxic thing like Nina said and it's important to like know your conflict style like I I didn't even know that Nina until you kind of like brought it up can you share more about like what conflict style like means Yeah. um, I think a basis for this is really just educating yourself on your conflict style. Um, And for example, I've looked into a lot of conflict style because I've realized I can tend to be a hothead when it comes to conflict. Um, I was used to yelling, to walking away and storming (laughs) away and being like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So dramatic. Yeah. It's it's literally so dramatic. And um, that is something that I've had to be more aware of when I enter into conflict is I can tend to be avoidant in situations Mm. like that. Like I get very overstimulated and overwhelmed that I'm like, I can't deal with this anymore. You're frustrating me. I'm leaving. (laughs) And which can never be a good thing because then nothing is resolved. And there's a healthy way to do that of, Hey, right now I'm, I'm not in my full capacity to talk about this. Can we talk about this in an hour? That's the healthier way to do it than just like walk out the door. Um, yeah. And it's saying like, can we talk about this in an hour? Not, I don't know when we can talk about this. Like I just can't yeah. and then leave. Like you're giving space, but you're also setting expectations. Like, okay, give her an hour. Like that's doable. That's an attainable, like tangible goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, looking it up right now, just to be, just to be direct about conflict style, I'm literally looking it up. Um, there is about five different conflict styles. There's collaborating where like both parties win. There's compromise where both parties win and give up something. Avoiding, like me, one or both parties seek to suppress the conflict. Accommodating, one party yields the win to the other party. And competing, one party seeks to satisfy interest regardless of impact to the other party. And just being aware of what you kind of like lean to. being just aware of the way that you approach conflict. And I think a lot of times you 
learn your conflict style based on maybe how you were raised or what you have seen. Um, and being aware of that will really help you in relationships. So like going back, I've realized I tend to just yell and scream and get angry and it goes <laughs> nowhere. And then I just like don't want to talk about it anymore. And I've realized that. So in all of my relationships, I not only like make that aware that like I can tend to go to this conflict style um, and then you know, learning how to manage it in a healthy way and just communicating more to that person if it arises. Hey, I feel really like overwhelmed right now. I just need like a five minute break to gather my thoughts. Yeah, that's so important. It's almost like setting like the foundation or expectations of like how you want your conversations or your conflicts to go like those conversations to go when they arise. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's super helpful. Like I'm sure any guy you date or marry one day is going to be so thankful that you're self-aware <laughs> because I think that's like a huge part of like the the missing link. It's, it's yeah. being aware of what your conflict style is, knowing what your apology language is, and just being self-aware, I think is a huge part in having like fair, fair conversations when conflict does arise, because I think a lot of the times emotions can drive our response and mm -hmm. emotions can justify maybe your actions. I feel this way. So I'm going to say this. When is that really the reality? Is is that like a, a situation? Do you feel this way? Always do you feel, you know, like you can really dissect what feelings mean and they may not always be the source of truth. And so um, I love that you've done that work to identify that in yourself. And I mean, it's only going to make your your relationships as a friend or, a, a, you know, in a romantic relationship that much more successful. Yeah. And to preface this, like, we understand that sometimes conflict, it can result in toxic relationships. And so we're not like emphasizing that you should stay in a toxic relationship if conflict is starting to get, you know, mentally and physically like abusive in that situation we're just yeah. talking about if you are in a healthy relationship in a healthy relationship there's always going to be conflict right and so to recognize these types of conflict styles to recognize the way that you like which side you go on and to be hyper aware of your emotions and the way that you react to things is really important and that's something in my dating life that I've like learned to ask too is like, Hey, how are you with confrontation? Like, are you a yeller like me? Because <laughs> sometimes like I'm Puerto Rican and Mexican, like I'm gonna be pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> You're like, I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm just passionate. Like my voice may get higher than normal. Yeah. But I'm and not sometimes being disrespectful. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just am trying to make a point. And mm -hmm. what's funny is my dad does that. <laughs> and so many times dad if you're listening you know this about you he literally will just like raise his voice and all the time i'll be like why are you yelling does and he go on his tippy toes too i feel like yes. <laughs> he's probably gonna hate this <laughs> but he just Jason. raises his you. voice naturally and i don't know if it's the puerto rican in us <laughs> but i'm like why are you raising your voice and he's like i'm not yelling i'm like yeah you are you are yelling <laughs> and so a lot of times i've had to tell people I'm in relationships mm -hmm. with, like whether it's friendships or romantic, like, hey, sometimes my voice just gets higher. It doesn't mean I'm mad at you. I just feel really passionate about this topic. Mm -hmm. And even if we're in conflict, if like my voice raises, not all the time am I like angry at you. I'm just trying, trying to like state my point 
and yeah. get across what I'm passionate about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So even like recognizing those little things is really important because it does determine how your conflict is gonna like play out. Totally. And I think for me, it was, I mean, yes, I can get fired up and like yell and, you know, how dare you go? You know, I've definitely been unhealthy <laughs> and yelled, you know, down the stairs at Kern, but uh, I, never heard, I actually never heard you. So yes, we were neighbors at one point. And so I would always ask Nina, did you hear me yell last night? Yeah. As soon as she'd be like, me and Michael got in a huge fight last night. Did you hear it? I was like, no, I didn't. No. She's like, wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> Yeah, I'm shocked. Um, but that was, you know, a couple years ago. So we're better now. No, I'm just but no, like for me, it, it, I cry. I'm a crier. And that was really hard for when like Michael and I were like dating because he in like, you know, protector, he saw that as like, not a weakness, but like, oh my gosh, I pushed her too hard. Like she can't handle this. Or, you know, maybe I said something wrong. Like he just didn't want to hurt my feelings. Like he was being really tender and really sweet. And so I had to explain to him, I'm crying. I'm fine. I'm just so passionate and so angry or whatever emotion I'm feeling. I'm crying, but I'm not sad crying. So now he knows my different crying. <laughs> like, you know, there's like crying because you see a cute teddy bear on, you know, you know, something sappy and something cute or the angry I'm crying. I'm so pissed. Or then there's like the crying because I don't know what to do. Like I'm in distress. And so for me, it was crying. He had to be able to figure that out. And, you know, I, we were really young when we got married, so I didn't do the work that I um, am aware of now, but should, if I had known and I could have told him, Hey, I, when I'm this, like feeling this emotion, I cry when I'm feeling that emotion, I cry. And it's, and I love you and thank you for being sensitive and being in, in tune and wanting to love me in my sadness or whatever. Um, it, like, I, I don't actually need you to do that. I just need you to listen because it, it like crying is distracting, just like yelling is distracting. And so it would kind of take away from our conversations. And so I wish I had like learned that about myself earlier. He knows that now, um, but it would have saved us like so much time. Like I'm not crying because I'm sad. I don't need you to fix it. I just, you know, I'm angry or whatever. Now he knows. Yeah. And that's so important to communicate it because a lot of times the person on the receiving end is like, oh my God, it's my fault. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling so torn down right now because she's crying or she's mm -hmm. yelling mm -hmm. and she has her voice raised. And just to recognize like, Hey, like, this is what I go to. Not all the time. Is it like healthy? Like, I mean, for sure me yelling, like, yes, my voice can get higher, but yelling like a hundred percent was not a healthy way to handle conflict. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had to learn, okay, what's an alternative to that? Maybe it's just more communicating. Mm -hmm. I've also learned if you have like that angry hothead <laughs> personality, like me, what I've learned is like when I'm in a conflict to just be like, Hey, um, I just need like five minutes, go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. take some deep breaths, gather your thoughts. Or even if it's, even if it's an hour, like, Hey, I promise we're going to revisit this conversation, but just give yeah. me a minute to process because I'm a huge processor. Mm -hmm. So give me a minute to process this, to really gather my thoughts. And then I can actually have a calm conversation without me saying something I don't mean, because a lot of times mm -hmm. when you get so heated, I hate that. Yeah. You say things you don't mean. And then you look back mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh my God, I, I, that was so rude. Like, why did mm -hmm. I say that? Because you were in the moment and your emotions were running high. And so I think recognizing your conflict style, 
learning an alternative if it's turning into an unhealthy way to deal with conflict mm -hmm. and and learning how to soothe yourself i think is so important mm -hmm. especially in conflict is even if it's just like I mean, this is something that um, Carrie from Freedom Academy teaches. Carrie Scott Garcia is like, if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed, like wiggle your toes, like mm -hmm. rub the top of your thighs, like really ground yourself so that you're mm -hmm. not filled with so much anxiety and emotion and you're able to soothe your own body so that you can get back to having a conversation with that person and you're on a lower level. So you're able to like understand um, what they are saying. You're not filled with emotion and speaking on emotion. Mm -hmm. That's so, so good. Yeah. And I, I, I love that word. This is my word, friends. For me, yeah. it, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like the opposite. Like you need a minute to cool off where in the beginning it was almost unhealthy because I wouldn't want to open up and then Michael would sit there for hours. Like, I think there was like a gif or something on TikTok. It was like, I was finally going to tell my husband or, or my boyfriend or whatever, what I was thinking and what I was feeling on the fifth, fifth ask, but he didn't ask. He only asked four times instead of five times. <laughs> and on the fifth time I was going to tell him, but he didn't. So now I'm not. And that's me. Aggressiveness. That's so me. It's like, it's like, tell me how you're feeling. No tell me how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. No, tell me how you're feeling. Like, that's me. I, I like, mm. I like bury my emotions so deep down. It's like exhausting to bring it out. And Michael for a while was like, I'm not playing this game. Like you're a grown ass woman. Mm. Like, tell me how you feel or don't tell me. And you know, he didn't say it like that, but that's, no, that's but it's like, true. Like, it's you so are. True. yeah, I'm a grown ass woman. Say what's on your mind and yes, don't be aggressive about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ultimately, like, I think that causes so much confusion because I've been guilty of that too, where I'm like, he better figure out what I'm mad about because I'm not yes. going to say it and it's his fault. <laughs> and then, and then it's like your whole night is ruined and you're passive aggressive yes. and you're mad at each other, but <laughs> he has no idea why you're mad at him if you're not communicating it. So yes, yeah. yes. In the beginning of our marriage, like we would literally argue like the whole day. Now we the whole, the whole it would ruin the whole day. Like that's why I'm like laughing because that totally resonates. And then, you know, come dinner time after we've been I've been meeting oh specifically you're been exhausted. Falling, you're yeah. exhausted and you're like, I'm sorry. You're like I've been ignoring you for like yes, ten hours. The, the passive aggressive, <laughs> the slamming of doors. Yes, exactly. Why are you slamming cabinets? I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Everything's fine. What are we having for dinner? Yeah, exactly. It's too um, exhausting. You get to the point where you're like, let me just communicate what I'm feeling so we can get over this fight. Yes. So literally in our healthiness now, you know, being six years into marriage, we literally can hash out our like differences within 30 minutes. Like it's not always 30 minutes. And, That's you good. know, if it's more serious, it's, it goes on longer. But no more are the days where we spend the whole day arguing because I'm like, it's not worth it. Like, I don't know what clicked in my mind, but I was like, whatever it is I'm feeling and I can't express, it's not worth to ruin my whole day as a, and like in my stubbornness and not be able to communicate that it's not worth it. Like I love him too much. I want to have a good time. I want to have a good day. Life's already hard enough. Why am I going to make this harder for myself? I just like it's almost like putting your pride aside and I don't know what I was so scared of like it's almost like you're like I don't want to say it and it's like why why don't you want to say it? why can't you be vulnerable and raw and it's it's hard because I mean for me I'm like how is he going to receive it and he, literally Michael's like 
Michael's a gem, guys. If you don't know Michael, he's he a gem. Really so he's I don't know. I don't he know what can't. I was afraid of. I'm a mess. <laughs> he's amazing. You're a saint too, though. <laughs> yes. No, he's a saint for real. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just my own trauma, like where I I couldn't open mm-hmm. up. But now I'm like, let's hash this out. Like I'm the first one to apologize. Where before I wanted him to fish and I wanted him to be like, what's wrong? Like, tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, did I do something? Like, are you okay? No. I'm like now. I'm like I'm so sorry. I was being a bee. Like, let's hash this out. I'm so sorry. Like I was feeling this way mm-hmm. and it led to this. And I love you so much. Like I'm gonna try to be better. And actually, like hold myself to a higher standard because literally my biggest pet peeve it's like when people say oh I would tell Michael he's like I'm so sorry and jokingly I'm like don't be sorry be better (laughs) and he's like oh my god don't tell me you're sorry fix your actions yeah I mean to a certain extent that is true yes to a a certain extent that's so true and so I try to hold myself to that standard if I react a certain way and it's not positive or constructive to like whatever it is we're trying to hash out, I will make a mental note and say, okay, I reacted this way this time. I don't want to do that going forward. So just being more self-aware, um, I think is important when you acknowledge that you don't want to do something going forward. And I think that just leads to like healthier habits, like in, in arguing. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I also think like not only knowing your own conflict style, how you, how you deal with conflict, but also learning your significant other or your friend's conflict style as well. And, um, you know, understanding that and catering to that of like, okay, when this arises, this is how they're going to react because it almost gives you like a play by play of like, okay, we're going to have this conflict right now and they're going to do X, Y, Z. And I mean, if, if they haven't worked on that yet, then you're like, okay, I understand how this is going to be playing out. And this is how I need to cater Mm -hmm. to that. And also, like you said, is sometimes learning your apology language and being open to owning up to, of course, what you did wrong. And in a healthy relationship, I feel like you are able to humble yourself and say, Mm -hmm. what I did wasn't right on both ends. Because I do believe that majority of the time, a lot of it is conflict is both ways. Like you see something that's wrong. They see something that's wrong. And at the end of the day, like regardless, you have to humble yourself and apologize if you want to mend that connection in that relationship again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a big part of that and intimacy is, is stop Mm -hmm. being so selfish and stop, (laughs) stop feeling like you're so high on your horse and take a second and say like, Oh, what I probably could have done this right, even if it's not that big of a deal. Maybe it's right. mainly their fault, but you're like, uh, I probably could have said this a different yeah. way. And being specific in your apologies is something I've learned uh, too. Yeah, a lot of times I would be like, I'm sorry for what for the way that you acted. That's why I'm sorry. <laughs> you should have acted this way. I'm sorry you're this way. <laughs> I'm sorry that you didn't understand what I was saying, <laughs> but being specific in your apology and saying, like, I am sorry that you felt this way. I'm sorry I said this. I shouldn't have said it this way. Mm-hmm. Being specific so that you're catering to their emotions. What you were feeling is valid. Mm-hmm. And I understand where you were coming from. And I'm sorry for yelling at you. I shouldn't have yelled at you, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but really like honing in on that apology language is really important and it ultimately Mm -hmm. gets you further like I've noticed when I say more specific apologies and I'm able to humble myself more than likely they humble themselves too if it's a relationship yeah 
Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like this domino effect where you're like, it's like, if you get louder, they get louder. Yeah. If you yeah. get humble, they get humble. Yeah. So it, it's almost like, I don't even care at this point. I will be the first person. And I wasn't the first person a couple of years ago. But now <laughs> I'm like, I'm the first person to say I'm sorry, because I want to hash this out. I don't, I hate arguing all day. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Um, but I totally agree with like the apology, like being specific. I think I apologized for something the other day and I was so proud of myself. I was like, I'm so, I I was like, I was so sorry that I didn't handle myself correctly. I'm under a lot of stress, which is why I reacted the way I did. I understand what you were like what you're saying and where you're coming from. You're not crazy my reaction is just a reflection of me being impatient because I'm stressed. I would likely be feeling the way you are as well, you know, validating his feelings. And I'm, I'm so sorry. I just, I, I wasn't a good person. Like I am your person. You can come to me with anything and I didn't handle your emotions well in that moment. And I know whatever it is you're going through is probably hard. And you know, I love you and I'm sorry. And I was after that, I was like, did I just apologize? So good. I did. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> but it's so important. One, not just one point for sorry. me, not that I'm keeping count. But one yes. point for me. <laughs> yes. Oh, and that's so true. Like not keeping count, like yes. in your, yeah. Uh, like, oh, I already apologized like last week. It's his turn. Yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like not just apologizing, but also saying like, I'm working on this. Like it's hard to change like your habits and so when I do apologize I'm like I know I apologized about this last time I'm literally trying to be different it's hard because I get triggered and you know I react a certain way because you know that may be my pattern I'm really working on it so I I at least in my marriage like I'm like I know I apologize already I'm so sorry like I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying Mm -hmm. and it's just like being honest about my imperfection and my shortcoming but also still like trying to be better Yeah, communicating that with your friend or your your significant other and saying, and I know I've done this before too, and saying like, hey, yeah, I have a tendency to raise my voice and yell and storm off. And I know that's not healthy and I want to work on it and I'm bettering myself. So because I think that also shows too that with with that relationship that you're willing to invest in that relationship and you want to make it better. Um, and they're seeing that you're trying because a lot of times in conflict, it's like, oh, you're not trying hard enough. Like you're not trying to be better. And it can tend to make you feel like, like less than you're like, oh, like this is just the way I am. And so to not get stuck on, this is just the way I am. But if you've noticed that this is constantly coming up and it's really hurting that other person's feelings and it's okay to stay humble, to want to fix yourself and verbalizing that. I think that's really important because mm-hmm. then that person can give you those words of affirmation and tell you like, I see that you're trying and I know this is really hard for you. And I appreciate that apology. I know it's really hard for you to apologize or something like that. Yeah. And I know we already kind of talked about this earlier, but just reiterating, reiterating again, it takes two to like, want to have healthy communication and healthy conflict styles I I, as like as you were talking I was just thinking like it must be so exhausting to be the person who's always trying to be better to all who's always like you know doing these things and how frustrating and how hard it it might be to not have that same like 
effort reciprocated by your spouse or or your or the person you're dating or or your friend or whatever that can be also super exhausting so like i just like want to make sure that we're saying like this mostly works like successfully when both people are aware and both people are willing to try not to say that like if you're trying and they're not that they're not ever going to get there but like just give yourself grace in the sense that like you could be giving 110% and it's not being like reciprocated and that's not a reflection of you that's just maybe they're not aware yet or they're not in that same space or you know they're not in tune with like their conflict style and their apology language and all of these things it takes time to be aware like i said earlier i wasn't always and so just want to like extend grace that like if it's not looking perfect and you haven't found that success that we're like kind of describing it's it's not that you're not you know doing it right it just sometimes it takes time Mm -hmm. completely i like that you said that because it is true it does take two to have a healthy relationship to have a healthy conflict Mm -hmm. um and not getting it to that escalated level and i mean that is when it can get toxic is when like you're the only one working on it and they refuse to work on anything and they're like it's just always your fault you're the one in the Mm -hmm. wrong that's when it can get hard and toxic and it can destroy a relationship. Um, But when that person is willing to work on themselves and they are willing to, I think, ultimately be Mm open-minded about wanting to better themselves and open-minded to the ways that they react and being consciously aware of themselves is that is a really good sign. And so it does take time to like get to that point. Because I think for me, like I hit a tipping point where I was like, this is not working. The way I'm uh, the way I'm doing conflict is not working because mm. it's always ending in this huge fight and it's exhausting and there has to be a better way that I can communicate my feelings. And so like, I almost had to get to that point and through therapy and through a lot of like self healing, I was able to realize, okay, yeah, I need to fix something in the way that I approach conflict and confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so powerful. And um, being open-minded is like just, the word I like honed on when you were yeah. talking, it just, it being self-aware, like, it, like if somebody says I am the way I am and this is just the way it is and red flag. deal with it, like run, <laughs> run, run, red run, flag. run, <laughs> you know, like, like that is so stressful. Like I, I'm not the same person I was when I first got married and yeah. I've grown and so much. Glad you aren't. <laughs> I know I was a terrible person. It was exhausting. <laughs> um but I mean even like something else that I heard I don't know if it was on a podcast or something but somebody was saying that like when you're little um we're taught to say sorry like Sally hurt my feelings on the playground I'm gonna tell my mom and you know my mom's gonna talk to her mom and now Sally's gonna apologize to me and say sorry so we almost expect an apology from people because that's the way we were raised or at least in school like you did something wrong you go say sorry if you're quote unquote the victim you're expecting an apology that doesn't happen in real life a lot of the time like in adulting world like when your preschool teacher isn't there to hold somebody else accountable apologies don't always happen and i think that just ties into like what we're saying is like being self-aware I think what I'm trying to say is like 
being accountable for your actions in your relationship is 100% of reflection of that person in the relationship. And nobody can bring them to say, you know, I'm sorry, I want to be a better person. That's 100% accountability. And, and if they're not having that, I think, again, red flag run, yeah. or at right. least ask the questions like, hey, you know, this is what I'm seeing. Can you maybe you go into it a little more? But I think we, at, at least our generation, we've been conditioned to expect apologies as if we've been wronged. And that's not real life. We won't mm-hmm. always get an apology. And not being self-aware or like in tune with our emotions, I think limits us from going there. And so when you're in relationships, just be aware of that. Um, not everybody's like willing to recognize like, hey, I messed up. Like some people yeah. genuinely want to be right all the time. And I mean, good for them, but that's yeah. not who I want to be married to, you know? Yeah, completely. And I mean, I think that also correlates to if you feel offended and this is kind of what we talked about in the friendship episode. But when you feel offended to like approach them, if you want that mm, to continue yeah. to approach them and be like, hey, I'm not sure if you realize this, but like when you said this, it yes. really hurt my feelings. And I'd really like to talk about that or like, please don't say that anymore. Like that really hurt my feelings. And to set those boundaries Mm-hmm. So you're aware of it because yeah, a lot of times people don't have that natural self-awareness or they haven't worked on their self-awareness. And so a lot of times people will say things and you, you're like expecting, well, they should apologize first. Mm-hmm. I'm not apologizing. They should know what they did. And oftentimes yeah, they're not, not thinking about that. They're just moving on with life. And mm-hmm. so if you want to work on that relationship and you're willing to wait it out to see if they're willing to work on themselves and be self-aware to acknowledge that, have that conversation and hit it head on instead of waiting. And then, and then that just builds so much resentment of Mm -hmm. apologize. And then now you have this underlying resentment towards them because they didn't say what you wanted them to say, which correlates to expectations. Yes. And then even like in our previous episode, we were talking about, um, just like what love is like just your expectations. And I think that even leads into like self-sabotage. Like if you're not willing to, to say like what you mean, then you can't like hold that other person accountable. And so then you're like, Oh, I'm unlovable. Like nobody like, or or maybe, you know, I'm not meant to find love Mm or, I mean, you, you play the victim in this in a way, but did you ever communicate like, hey, this is what you did. This is what you said. And this kind of made me feel. Hopefully they're receptive and you can have a conversation. Um, but a lot of the times it's just being vulnerable and going there where it's so scary to go there. Because again, mm-hmm. if you heard me say earlier, I was literally like angry for hours because I didn't want to go there. And literally my husband's the safest person I know. And it was so hard for me to go there. But if you don't, the alternative is... I, you know, we, we, we're not on the same page anymore, or he doesn't love me, or we just don't see eye to eye anymore. And that literally can lead to self-sabotage and, you know, hopefully not, but it it can lead into bad stuff. And so I think it's just super, super aware to be, it's super, super important to be aware of yourself and your emotions and to be able to communicate that and just be in that healthy space to be able to do so because otherwise I think that's just where like the self-sabotage comes in yeah 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 being hyper aware of your emotions is really important when it comes to conflict and that honestly has saved me 
from a lot of things that could have escalated in mm -hmm. confrontation when I was just more um, communicative about my emotions where I wasn't just like, well, I'm just sad right now. And I'm just mad right now and leaving it at that. But instead saying like, hey, I'm feeling this way because of this. And mm -hmm. this is a specific emotion. Maybe when you said that, I felt really rejected. When you mm -hmm. said that, I I felt small, like really like digging into like who you are. You're like, you're well, making me sad. I was like, oh my gosh. It's just an example, Marianne. No, okay. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, do you want to talk about it? Um, but being aware of of those deep emotions of like, not just I'm feeling sad and mad, but I, these are mm -hmm. my underlying issues. And a lot of the times when you're feeling this and you're feeling triggered by something, you have to recognize, okay, where is this coming from? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times maybe they said something that's that someone similar in your past that really hurt you said the same thing and telling them, Hey, when you said this in my past, someone said this to me and it, it really messed me up back then. Mm -hmm. And that's a trigger for me when you say this. So if we can just be like open about this and honest, and if you can just be very conscious of your words, because that is what triggers me, I could save a lot of conflict because then you're not mm -hmm. passive aggressive. Just being honest with the person can save you a lot of further issues with conflict and it escalating to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. I have like a real life example. Like Michael and I were at Nordstrom the other day and we were in the perfume aisle and ooh, I literally, I was like, do you like this perfume? Do you like that perfume? And he was just like, yeah, yeah. Like whatever, like, like pick one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, pick one and let's go. And I'm like, okay. But it, so then I got angry and I literally was like, you know what? Forget it. Like, never mind. Let's just go. And so I put I threw all the little testers in the trash or whatever. And I literally stormed out and he's like trailing behind me. Right. And he hates when I do that. Like when I just walk away and he's like, we're walking together. Like don't walk in front of me. Like we're here. Like, you know, like don't ignore me. Like he, he doesn't like when I do that. And so, um, I was literally storming off in front of him. And I mean, obviously he has to follow me. Like, what is he going to do? Walk the other way? How awkward. Like, I mean, I've done this before and it's like, you kind of like the chase. Like, yes, yes, like yes. yeah, follow me. Yeah. yeah I'm leaving. Leaving. Yeah. And so we get to the car and you know, this is after we've done freedom Academy and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm such a terrible person. And so I'm like, okay, I have to communicate how I feel. And so we're in the car and he's angry because he doesn't like when I storm off and I'm angry because I'm triggered about something that I'll share in a minute. And so we're both angry, right? And we both want to be justified. And so I'm like, okay, let me use the tools that I've been given by this wonderful program, Freedom Academy. And so I, I was, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I stormed out. Like, I know you don't like it when I do that, but like I felt triggered when you weren't engaging in me picking like out a perfume. I know it's stupid. Like it's just a perfume. It's no big deal. I could probably come here by myself and I could pick out a perfume. Like it's it's no biggie. But one, you say you you've told me that you like when I smell nice. So one, this is me wanting to smell nice for you. And two, um, when I was younger, like my parents and I would go to the mall all the time. So I have happy memories at the mall. And so Michael, you know, I understand he doesn't like to, sh you know, shop till he drops like you and I, Nina, but like, <laughs> it's still like, it frustrates me when he's not in a good mood. And I can tell he's like, mm -hmm. Ugh, I want to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And like, 
I literally just needed you to put on like a happy face while I picked on the perfume. I told you we were just going to get a perfume and leave and you couldn't even do that for me. And so I felt triggered because when I go to the mall, I want to be happy because when I was younger, I would go and I would have a blast with my parents. We would get like, you know, ice cream and then we would walk around and, you know, it, it was a happy experience. And so you're kind of ruining it for me when you're like mopey and like, I don't want to be here when I never asked you to come into the mall, but because I wanted to do something nice for you, because I, I want to smell nice for you. Like, I want you to be attracted to me. Like I, 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 I want to please you in that sense because I, you know, long for you to be attracted to me, like you're my husband. And so if you like, I'm doing all these things and he was like, oh my gosh, like, obviously this is all in my head and he has no idea that like all these things are like in my head and he's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. Like if you would have told me that, like I would have, you know, been more engaged, but you know, he was like, I don't like coming to the mall. It overwhelms me. Like there's so many people there's so many like noises and like, I rather like be at home or or in a a more intimate setting. And I'm like, I totally get that. And so we were able to be like, I get you, you get me. I'm sorry. Like I stormed off. He's like, I'm sorry. I wasn't meeting your expectations. And so, I mean, we haven't been at the mall since, but should we go to the mall again, maybe he would be more receptive to that. But we literally were in the car in like hundred degrees and we were blasting the AC and we had like this hash out conversation that was so vulnerable over perfume at Nordstrom. Like this sounds ridiculous, but it, that that's like what arguments are about. Like it's, it's about the little things that trigger you and then being able to overcome them and finding a resolution without just burying it and then being angry all day because at a surface level, I was pissed because he wasn't happy at the mall and he was pissed because I stormed off and then that could have been it. But there was so much more beneath it that like we were able to hash out because we've gotten the tools and the resources to be able to communicate better. That is such a good example of the power of actually sharing what's going on in your mind. Because imagine what could have happened if you got in the car and you were like, well, I'm just mad at you because you didn't. Yeah, because you didn't pay attention to me. And then you share like there's always like an underlying issue when it comes to conflict and Mm -hmm. to be really reflective on like, why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. The reason why I am angry at him and it may not for the most part, it's not about the freaking perfume. Right. It's not like whatever. There's always something that's underlying with it. And I love that example because (laughs) I think there's just so many, so much conflict that happens because people don't communicate what's in their mind. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, like, like basically what you're saying is like, I didn't feel seen. Like I yeah. didn't feel seen in the mall mm-hmm. and I want to feel seen by you. I value you. I love you. See me like I'm your <laughs> so wife. <true. laughs> like I'm your wife. And so yeah. like, if we just communicate that it can diffuse like so much of the conflict because you're not only under able to understand what's in the other person's mind, but you're able to like hold that with them. And I think Mm -hmm. that is a great form of healthy conflict because Mm -hmm. it produces more intimacy because now he knows more about you than, than if that conflict didn't arise, he wouldn't have known that the mall was something that brought so much joy to you when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm like gonna cry. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> is this I mean, a therapy so session? <laughs> I was like, wow, I, I do want to feel seen. <laughs> no, but that's so true. I'm gonna cry. 
Oh my gosh, pause. We'll cut this part out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's so true because in my unhealthiness a couple of years ago, we would have just driven home in mm-hmm. silence and it would have been awkward. And, and then, then it's put under the rug and you can talk about yes. it. And yeah. and then then the focal point is I'm sorry I didn't mm-hmm. like I stormed off in the mall. Like, you know, it would have been super service level. We we would have just apologized for the actions, but not for mm-hmm. the feelings that you were triggered for. And we could have come across that situation, you know, down the line. But to your point now, he knows that like I just want to be seen and I want him to care about, wow. you know, I just want to be beautiful for him. And so if he's not like invested and I'm like, don't you love me? <laughs> you know, yeah, but like, that's not it at all. Yeah. You just want to be like valued by your husband and it correlates to a past experience in your life. And mm-hmm. so I think that just to kind of go back on the importance of learning your conflict style is so necessary because mm-hmm. you knew that, okay, like I always storm off when I feel this way. <laughs> and then sitting and reflecting and you're on maybe what triggered you and recognizing your emotion and communicating that. I think that's a really healthy way to argue and to have mm-hmm. conversation. And I think a lot of times we only touch the surface level, but we don't touch like those things that are underlying. And once you touch those things that are underlying, then it produces such intimacy in the friendship or relationship. Mm, I love that word intimacy. Like it's not beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like it it just makes you want to feel seen because I, I think like I was reading a quote or maybe I heard it at freedom or something, but it was like, to be heard is to be seen and it could almost be it the more you're heard the more you're seen and so Mm. people correlate being seen with like the physical but really Mm -hmm. it's like with the hearing and so like yeah like if we just take five it's hard to be vulnerable and so that's why i'm like intimacy is so beautiful because it's like a you have to feel safe to be vulnerable and then hopefully the other person just reciprocates that and then when it does happen it's like so beautiful because you're actually seeing life is so hard and like you're putting on a face and you mm-hmm. it's it's hard to be vulnerable like truthfully like you, you know at work you're trying to be one way you're trying to be professional with your family you're trying to keep the peace and like you know not piss somebody off and then like with your friends you're like you know i don't know it's it's just hard like everybody is reactive and life sucks sometimes and so it's so beautiful like when you find like the opportunity to be vulnerable and hopefully that's with your spouse with your best friend it's beautiful when you can find that safe person to share those things with <laughs> marianne don't cry <laughs> i think it's beautiful when you feel safe with that person and you have mm-hmm. no issue saying, hey, this is how it made me feel. And I want to share with you something really intimate in my past that could correlate with this. And this is a trigger for me. And to find that person that whether it's a significant other, your husband, your wife, your best friend, to find that safe person and being willing to share that with them and then being able to hold it and to hear you out, Mm -hmm. that produces intimacy in general. Then you just get close with that person more than you ever would before. And I think I, I I feel like my parents have told me this in the past is like when you have that healthy conflict, it almost puts your relationship to another level. Yeah. And yes, it unlocks like that. It unlocks something. Yes. Yes. yes, I 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so once you unlock that, it's just you're taking your level to such a deeper um, 
deeper connection and deeper intimacy. And so mm -hmm. I think what you gave as an example is such a good representation of how conflict can arise, whether that is in relationships or friendships in communicating that being hyper aware of yourself and mm -hmm. um, being okay with sharing and being honest with that person. Cause if they're a safe person, they're not going to shame you for it. Right. Yeah. And it sucks when you are burned, but that's just, you know, boundaries and yeah, being you learn. emotionally intelligent, you know, and, mm -hmm. and finding that person. That's why I'm so guarded because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like get burned. But when yeah. I do share, I'm like, Oh, thank you for seeing me. Yeah. And then it's beautiful when that person's yeah. like, thank you for sharing that with me. Like now I understand more about you. Mm -hmm. It's like you feel safe and you feel heard and seen. And so um, I think ultimately, like there is a healthy way to have conflict. It's not always bad. It doesn't have to be toxic. Right. Um, I think when we think of conflict and we think of confrontation, it just has such a bad connotation to it. Right. And yeah, yeah. I think if you are in a healthy relationship, it can be a beautiful thing if it's done the right way and mm -hmm. you're able to understand yourself and able to understand that person. Um, conflict doesn't have to be something that is scary and bad um it can arise and you can welcome it and mm -hmm. then hit it head on and hopefully produce something that unlocks another level in that relationship yeah yeah and i'll just end it with you don't know what you don't know again mm -hmm. just give yourself grace there's lots of tools out there you 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 can be better and work on yourself every day so if you're not there yet it's okay it mm -hmm. takes time you're seen, you're valued, all of those things. Um, it, 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 this is attainable. This is possible if you're not there today. Um, and our, our wish is that you do get there, whether it's like in with your spouse or your friends. Um, I think it's just beautiful to be seen. So I hope that's, that's what you get to at some point in your life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully this episode just made you more hyper aware of conflict mm -hmm. and the different ways that it can play out and how to have healthy conflict. And hopefully it encourages you, encourages you to go back and really reflect on the ways that you deal with conflict and maybe ways that you can better yourself in conflict. Absolutely. All righty. Well, thank you so much for listening and spilling the champagne with us. We probably sold too much champagne. Probably, but it's okay. But it's okay. We're just being <laughs> honest. Um, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and please review and rate us on um, the platform that you're listening to us on. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram where you can share your thoughts and let us know what we should talk about next.